I'm Marvin. I'm Burr. And this is Balboa Horizons Podcast. We got Burr Cook here. Burr, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, before we jump into some questions. Tell us your credentials, you know, where you come from, sure. your background. Yeah, thanks, Marvin. Uh, well, I'm a registered nurse. I'm a KDAC-2 uh, certified counselor, also a nationally certified addiction counselor, and a certified intervention professional. I've been in the healthcare field since 1975. Wow. Uh, it's when I started going to school and working as an intern. And uh, I've uh, been working in the addiction field for approximately 16, 17 years now. Uh, I've worked at in several different jobs, uh, everything from admissions uh, to, to counselor, program developer, family program facilitator, uh, right up to executive director. So I've, I've had lots of different jobs, even did some marketing. So uh, Very cool. It's good to have you with us today. Um, you know, at Balboa Horizons, we get calls all the time from family members, you know, trying to help their loved ones. You know, they've been drinking or using heroin, taking prescription pills. What kind of advice can you give them in the, you know, when they're seeking the early steps of, of getting their loved one help? Well, I think it's important for families to get as much education on addiction and re recovery um, and to have as much information about what's really going on in their loved one's life. Quite often what I see is, is family members, uh, what they know about what's going on is information that they've gotten from their uh, drug abusing loved one. and. Most often, that information <laughs> is self-serving and skewed. So it's important for families to, to educate themselves and then seek guidance. What we've learned is that uh, when, when families are kind of caught or stuck in this, this uh, series of behaviors and circumstances that are affecting the entire family, it's important that they reach outside of the system for help. Uh, it's, it's, you know, and help from somebody who's not emotionally attached to the problems that this family is experiencing. Gotcha. So, you know, as far as approaching a family member as, a, you know, a, a mom or a dad, is there any kind of tips or tools that they, that you have from your experience in do, doing this that they would be able to approach their son or daughter, you know, their loved ones um, who's suffering clearly? Well, sure. The, the, you know, the simple answer is is be honest, be clear, be direct. Um, some some helpful hints would be, you know, don't try to start a conversation in the midst of an angry uh, or anger or an argument, um, and and don't don't uh, start a conversation when you don't have time to to actually get into a discussion. Yeah. Um, Quite often, what we see is, is the system, uh, when it's impacted by something like substance abuse, uh, can easily become a defensive system. And it's very easy uh, for defenses to come up and quite often conversations can get very volatile and reactive. And we want to be responsive. Um, for parents, parents in particular, 
telling your loved one what they need to do often it falls on deaf ears. Uh, you may be giving the best advice in the world, but what <laughs> your loved one is hearing is nagging. Gotcha. And and uh, addicts are, are and and people abusing substances are very good at creating an environment where open conversations and open communication is not okay and uh, they, they have a variety of ways of doing this but uh, uh, at the end of the day the message is we're not going to talk about this and of course uh, that's no way to start uh, having solutions yeah so so it's important that they are able to communicate and you want to do it at a time um, where, where there's there's not a crisis going on Okay. Uh, right after a crisis, approaching somebody uh, again in a very calm, direct way, and being honest about how this is affecting them as a family member. Gotcha. And and to, to a great extent, let let your loved one know what you are seeing. Yeah. Again, every family is different. Um, uh, even the definition, I'm guessing, of crisis could be different. Absolutely, and and you know, there's there's always crisis somewhere, yeah. and and families get caught up in a short-term crisis focus, and many times after the crisis is over, they see no need to to uh, take it any further, and and until the next crisis. Gotcha. Uh, but there's gonna, you know, if somebody's actively using and they're not actively seeking help or doing anything meaningful to get help. There will be another crisis. Uh, too often families are, are afraid to get into any kind of conflict. Um, this is, this, you know, it's very traumatizing living with substance abuse. And well, let's talk about that. So, I mean, you know, it's like this big elephant in the room that no one's talking about. Um, how, how, how do you draw that line, those boundaries to set with, with the addict or the alcoholic? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, when it comes to boundaries, um, people need to, to get some education. You know, we when we're growing up, nobody says, "Hey, we're going to work on boundaries." Today. <laughs> you know, uh, we learn our boundaries from from watching uh, the people we grow up with, and and that's our understanding. Uh, parents, in particular, that's who we work with mostly, but but spouses and siblings as well. Um, the, it's. They, they need to find out what their boundaries are for them. Yeah. In other words, what are they comfortable with? What are they uncomfortable with? And, and for those things they're uncomfortable with, those are signs, you know, when, whenever any kind of uncomfortable feeling comes up, that might be a good indication that a boundary does need to be set. But the boundary has to be for you. Gotcha. What I generally see in families that haven't gotten help is they, they try to set boundaries for the addict, mm -hmm. and that's usually uh, usually the way that comes out is manipulation and control. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's good if, if you think of a boundary as this is for me, this is you know what's inside my hula hoop and what my needs are, and, and then be able to express those needs. And, and sometimes um, people are going to step over your boundaries. Yeah. And, and, it's good to know what sort of course of action you might take if that occurs. Yeah. We're talking about consequences here for when your boundaries are violated. So you need to have a clear course of actions. Boundaries, boundaries are, are not anything to be taken lightly. And I always encourage families to start small and work your way up. 
Um, again, you, you don't want to set this in a contentious environment. It's this needs to to be thought out and. Uh, uh, getting some help with setting boundaries can be very helpful. Families, you know, they, they, they often feel isolated and alone with this problem, and they're not alone. Lots of people are going through this. When people have a support group, like a peer support group, and they've gotten some education on things like boundaries, uh, it can be very helpful in setting the boundaries. So, it's kind of do your own work, so to speak. Yeah. And, and to know that there are no quick fixes. And also to cut yourself a break. You're going to make mistakes. Mistakes are essential to learning. So, so not, you know, learn to not take yourself so seriously and, and in many respects not take the addict so seriously. Yeah. Obviously somebody who's engaging in, in seriously harmful behavior uh, where, where we are acutely concerned with with life and death issues well you need to act and act fast and decisively but but more often than not people live with this for a very long time and so you know and and to to fix it is going to take some time so you want to be armed with some education some guidance and support great great advice you know um one last thing before we go on the first annual podcast for balboa horizons and you know it's if someone is out there struggling and you had one thing to say to them, what would you say? For the addict struggling? Be it, be it a family or an addict or both. Well, you know, if you've been dealing with this for a while, it's important to know that until somebody hits a bottom, and by that I mean a point where they've recognized this as more than, than they can handle, more than they can cope with, um, bigger than them, so to speak, it's important that they reach outside for help uh, out and outside of the family quite often. Uh, families that can take care of issues like this and, and have their own interventions and, and address this in a meaningful way very quickly, they do. Mm -hmm. Those aren't the people we run into. We run into the people that where this has gotten out of control and, and uh, the addict has lost control. And uh, quite often families feel out of control because they, they are so powerless to do some things. Uh, so it's very important that they uh, reach outside the system for help. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And, um, you know, in, in doing this with families in addiction, you, you run a family workshop uh, every Thursday is it Correct. here at Balboa Horizons. Um, you want to put in a plug-in for that? Sure. Uh, every Thursday evening from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., we, we have a, a family recovery workshop, and it, it's, uh, it's for the family. It's, it's a place where people can find out they aren't alone and uh, be with, with other families that uh, um, are dealing with the same things and, and you know, and get to meet some families who are maybe a little bit further down the road than them. It's, it's very good at instilling hope in the new families that show up. And people share what they're learning, and, and uh, uh, they share skills, and uh, they get a chance to talk about what doesn't work and, and what has been working for them. Uh, but most of all, they get support, support with some education, some guidance, and it's uh, they keep coming back. So, so I know that it's it's valuable to the ones that have shown up. Well, you know, Burr, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. 